Hello, and welcome to Roll for Topic, a roundtable discussion about topics related to running role-playing games. I'm Chris Salzman. And I'm Andy Rao. Andy, it is July 5th as we record. We are getting down to like less than a month and a half until Roll for Topic Con 2023 happens. Chris, I believe you've just shown our listeners how the sausage is made maybe a little too much. Oh, uh, no. That's okay. correct, listeners. We are recording this the day before it goes live. So if you oh, no. imagined that we were, you know, doing this a month in advance and then... Um, yeah. Well, it was all a fake out, right? Yeah. So we have really, you know, we we get these in the can, you know, a couple months early and they just sort of sit and marinate. We, you know, get rid of the the, the worst 20% of them. And all that. Yeah. That's right. It makes it awkward when we have to kind of try and guess what national events to refer to uh, in the future. So <laughs> yeah. the, like, you know. we do some B-roll at the end. Like, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the Chinese-Canadian War is going poorly. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez yeah it would too <laughs> <laughs> yes um, uh, but yes the con is indeed coming up fast and yes, furious it is um yeah so the 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 big fun thing we're doing at the con this year um and listeners you'll get to hear this is that we're going to try to do a live live recording at the con uh, which i think should be uh, both equal parts terrifying and super fun to do so we're going to subject all the con attendees to andy and i kind of blathering in person <laughs> in person at them for about a half an hour uh which should be fun so uh right now though like my desk is just a mess of audio equipment so i sent i sent andy a picture earlier yes, today. it is i have microphones everywhere various audio interfaces I'm, I'm kind of getting a crash course in like what what goes into doing doing such a thing um i can't say i love it but i think once we <laughs> settle on <laughs> Settle on a way to do this. It should be super fun. And I know that, um, I was chatting with um, some of the uh, John Corey of the Splat book, and he mentioned that he he's also interested in in maybe doing some of this stuff in the future too. So, oh, hey, awesome! Yeah, um, yeah, but it should be it should be a lot of fun once we get it sorted out. Um, yeah, the audio world is a, a really fascinating world. I feel like unlike, like the RPG space, it's sort of like you. There's always it's just sort of like you get what you get, right? Like there's there's some lux- luxury products, but for the most part, it's like, you know, if you're going to play D&D or whatever, there's the D&D books. That's what you get. The audio world is sort of like unmoored completely from like uh, utility and function and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's like you have the the dirt cheap things that are just like, you know, from Amazon, no name brand, all that sort of stuff. And then there's, you know, the, the stuff that's just like thousands of dollars. And as near as I can tell, the difference is that like the knob feels a little bit different <laughs> between them. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Don't write in. I don't care. I'm sure there's other differences. But... Yeah, yeah. I uh, and again, please don't write in. But I remember a number of years ago reading some big expose article on like doing blind tests of like different <laughs> cables, which yeah. are priced, you know, everywhere from like a dollar fifty to like two hundred dollars, you know. Yeah. And uh, it it confirmed a lot of my suspicions about not just you know the audio hobby i guess but i suspect you find that with with a lot of kind of niche interests yeah totally yeah anyway this has now become a, a dice review podcast where we review <laughs> dice like oh. know, what's the difference between metal and wood and plastic yeah. i have many i have numerous times heard uh lou zachi's yeah. dice rant at gen con which if you go i i i, I hope he's still with us and i hope he'll be at Gen Con. But if you're going to Gen Con and he's there, do yourself a favor and go listen to him tell you why the dice you've been using all your whole life are just a disaster. You know, they have, they're just, yeah. they're ruining your games and you don't even realize it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
It's so true. Yeah. And so Andy, I'm going to show, um, I have a box of his dice, the game science dice oh, here. Wonderful. Yep. They're very crisp. They're very nice. Um, the color, the, the numbers are not filled in. So yeah. that means I've never used them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, crayoning in your first, uh, dice numbers is kind of a special milestone. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, Chris, I'm looking forward to the live episode. I am not sure what it's going to be like to look out into the, you know, the mm -hmm. dead staring eyes of our studio audience yes. as they, you know, glaze over and collapse. Uh, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a good experience. Uh, yeah. I think we'll learn a lot. Um, yeah. So that, that should be fun, but um, I don't want to just sit here and talk about audio gear. Although it does sort of make me think that a good NPC in your, in your next game would be someone who's just like super into some sort of like niche like this, like, audio oh, gear. Yeah. yeah. Like that would be a lot of fun, both to research some ridiculous things and then also, like have them as an impediment to the 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 party's um you know current adventure <laughs> yeah yeah there is a game called unknown armies that mm -hmm. i i actually thought i have thought about running a game of it at last year's rft con and mm -hmm. i was thinking about it for this year's too but kind of nixed it for various reasons but that one of the premises of that game is that you are your pc is so unhealthily into a topic that they can do magic with it because oh. they're and it's the game is specific is explicitly about this is ruining your ability to be a normal person yeah but you're getting some power from the sheer intensity of your weird obsession with whatever skateboards or yeah. you know you know some a niche uh, hobby so oh that sounds awesome though <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, i was gonna just one more quick anecdote before we get on i was talking to or i I think it was, I think it was my pastor at church was relaying that many years ago, they went to a live recording of a comedy show. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was just thinking about the dynamics of having people sitting in chairs, you know, watching us while we yes. talk. Yeah. And this person relayed that they spent so much time coaching the audience, how to laugh with the appropriate <laughs> enthusiasm that mm -hmm killed their interest like they were never able to really enjoy the show because they would think about how unpleasant it was to like force yourself to laugh uproariously yes. on demand for hours on it oh my goodness <laughs> yeah yeah okay so we need some sort of hype hype person to yes to... <laughs> yeah someone i nominate you know let's i nominate john Corey from yeah. the splat book i think he needs to have a big sign that says applause or mm -hmm. louder or something and he can work it work the crowd for us uh, yeah that'd be good um yeah oh geez i didn't even think about like hecklers and stuff okay <laughs> so we've we've got a lot to plan there i think that's yeah. good. in addition to all the other con stuff um it's yeah it's it's really fun um people are starting to sign up for games they're going to run and people are you know getting their badges and stuff and like yeah it's starting to take shape in a way that makes me very excited very excited to do it again um but yeah. so i had a question for you so um i am going to be running a game called brindlewood bay which we've talked about you know numerous times on this podcast yep and i'm super excited for that so it's sort of like a mystery game the big sort of hook hook about it is that there is no like one true answer for the the mystery that you're solving um, like the murder mystery that you're solving. The idea is that you're collecting clues and stuff like that, and then trying to put together your thesis and then you make a big die roll. And if it, if it's successful, then great. You know, like you, you have solved, solved the case. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think, I think it'll be really good. So what I'm trying to decide is whether I should try to use one of the pre-published adventures in that, or try to do something that's like more con specific. And so what I'm asking you is to talk me 
out of writing my own separate module for for this game yep. that I've never run, and to just go go with one of the, the published adventures. Um, yeah, so I guess yeah. What are your what's your your initial take on that? Well, I I mean you you know how I have to answer this question, right? <laughs> yeah, um, you need to write a con specific scenario. <laughs> yes, uh, I mean obviously it's going to be fun either way. Uh-huh. If you were so. If you can come up with a clever con-related premise mm-hmm. or like some sort of, uh, you know, something jokey or meta about mm-hmm. the con, you know, I would say go for it. You know, I don't know if that means there's a knitting convention in town and there's a murder at it or, you know, or something like that. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, don't don't uh, don't add stress to your life if you just want to run one of the published ones it'll mm-hmm. be just as fun i guess so mm-hmm. do you have is there a premise that's like teasing you that you would that you could see yourself building a scenario around or yeah i mean i think doing something that is fairly fairly meta of like using the exact space we're in there's a, a certain amount of delight that i get from that yeah. Um, right. And like two, I mean, yeah, don't listen if you're going to play my game or, or do whatever, but, uh, you know, like hiding actual clues inside, yep. inside, yep. The, inside the event space. There could be, be really a fun. neat, a really neat moment when the players realize, oh, I can get up. I'm supposed to get up and go check it yeah. myself right now in this space. Like that could be pretty fun, but also feels like it's going to be harder to pull off than, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think it's harder to pull off. I mean, you, you like you said, like don't add stress to your life. Unfortunately, right, like we're running a convention while holding down, <laughs> holding down jobs. So I've already added stress to my life. So like, what's what's another you know, couple sleepless nights trying to think think of things. Huh, yeah. Up, right? <laughs> well, I will say this. You know, my experience is that people don't need very much kind of delightful little surprises to really go all in and mm-hmm. participating in, in it. Uh, and this con in particular, just from knowing the sorts of people that are going to be at this con, you have, you have an audience of GMs who would be delighted to see a creative GMing gimmick and to participate in it as a player. I suspect you would have the best possible crowd of players if you want to do this. So yes. yeah, I don't, you know, I wouldn't do it at Gen Con where you, you would, where, you are likely to get a lot of like, huh, you know, yeah, people yeah. Uh, checking out. But this, I don't know, if you have a good idea, mm-hmm. you know, give it a try. And people will also be forgiving, you know, if it doesn't mm-hmm. fly, you know, you're yeah. trying something cool. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I think that that might solidify it for me. Um, yeah. I think I might have to try to do it, even if it's like a, a, a pretty thin addition to maybe a written you know like written module or you know, yeah. adventure or whatever like yeah i'm not sure exactly what they call it <laughs> a written mystery i guess would probably be the, yeah. <laughs> the way they put it um yeah i think i think doing something like that could be really fun um last year the game that i ran was a, a level 20 one shot um and we've talked about this on the podcast so i won't get into it too much if you're super interested you can go back but um i did i did do some stuff with the event space itself uh, where like I hid some of the the stuff that we needed for the game inside the space, and it was really fun being like, okay, like we got to go get it, and it's all sort of been there the whole time, right? I really like that um, that blend of of yeah, that real world real real world space, and then also like what's happening at the game table too. Well, it's easy for me to say this because I'm not running that game, but you know, this is 
this is the time of year when I think I think this would be a rewarding time to try something yeah. goofy and not have to worry too much if it doesn't go according to yeah. plan. So yeah, okay. And uh, just let me know if I need to, you know, if I need to be found covered with fake blood mm -hmm. uh, in a back room. Uh, yes of course i will yeah. organizer has been murdered uh, so. <laughs> yes for more than more than one reason you know we'll have right. you <laughs> yeah the uh the, the con theme this year is secrets um so i think we're gonna have hey. a lot of fun uh yeah. seeding some some fun little extras into the con as it as it goes on so yeah um okay all right that's that's mainly what i needed to ask you thank you for yeah um, yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah i have a question for you as well it's not mm -hmm. related to the con <laughs> And uh, it's it's more of a, a kind of a GMing uh, setting challenge. So we we probably talked too much about the aliens games that I've run on this podcast. But I was thinking lately the last game went went off well, and I've been thinking about doing a third game. Mm -hmm. But the third game is um, is where I'm really up against the challenge of this setting. And not knowing how I can surprise players, hmm. if I should surprise them. But, you know, there's, we have now explored the extent of what, what like the cinematic alien universe has put out there for us. You know, we've, we've done the, you know, we've done the Marines. We've done the, you know, um, we've done the plots from Alien and Aliens, basically. Okay. So a couple months ago, when this was sort of percolating in my head, I got I found a book of short stories set in the Aliens uh, universe by oh, various authors. And I mean, the quality was all over the map, but mm -hmm. I wasn't reading it because I thought it would be great literature. I wanted to see, are there other stories to tell? Or is there really just this one really powerful story that we just enjoy living through over and over again? And, you know, I found that most of the stories pretty much just retold the movies specifically aliens um you know i just i probably 75 percent of the stories were some variant of like we're going in to check out this place that has gone dark or we've lost contact and uh, uh oh there's aliens and then the aliens win it, curiously the aliens winning happens most of the time and i wonder if that's like part of mm -hmm. this a story that appeals to us that yeah. the aliens defeat the confident Marines. But mm -hmm. anyway, there were a few stories that like that did what I was wondering if I could do in an RPG. They invented like different types of aliens. So instead of, you know, our familiar uh, HR Giger monsters, they created, you know, whatever, a new type of alien, like a locust like creature that swarms you or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't think that, I don't know. I didn't think, I'm wondering what you think. What what would you think if you showed up to an Aliens game and there were no, uh, none of the aliens from the movies, but instead I had like a locust creature that breathes fire. Uh, mm. And, so, and you know, my, the bigger question is here is what do you do with an RPG that really is built around one type of story? And you could apply this to like the One Ring, Lord of the Rings RPG. Mm -hmm where I think this is a challenge uh, as well, although that's a broader setting than alien by a lot, but, 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 um, or, you know, any, really any game that you come to it because you love the a story that was told, you know, um, 
I don't know. So what are some of your thoughts, either generally about settings that are basically built around one kind of story or like that aliens question? What would you do if you showed up to my game and there were locusts? That's a good question. I think my initial reaction to that would be, oh, great. This is a setup for when the real alien shows up, right? If it was Mm. the the cloud of locusts that were there. So I think I'd want to know up front that there's intel is that you know there's no xenomorphs here or something like okay. that but even that might be like oh well maybe the intel's wrong right yeah. <laughs> right, if right. Playing, if you're playing alien i think you want there to be the xenomorph moment yeah at some point in there and so like maybe what you would do is telegraph it early on with like some of those locusts like eating a xenomorph like corpse right like early yeah. on or something like that you know like sort of like really directly say like oh there's actually a bigger threat out there that you know, like that, even the Xenomorphs were not aware of. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, that could be pretty fun doing it that way. It's like, yeah, like, oh, like, yeah, this is not, not what I'm ex- expecting. Um, it, it is hard though, to your point, like, yeah, like you, those movies are just, yeah, I have such a strong sense of what they are that I think trying to tell a, a story in that universe that doesn't follow those patterns would be maybe not as interesting. And I think that's probably why like, you know, like Prometheus, right? Like for example, like people really yeah. don't like that movie. I think that's a, a really good sci-fi movie. It's probably yeah. not a great alien movie. Yeah. Right. Like, and, so that's, that's sort of like a tricky, <laughs> a tricky line there. Yeah. Um, I mean like Prometheus, like, so again, if you're going to sort of stick that universe, I think Prometheus might be the thing that you, you look at because hmm. right? there's a lot of like really great set pieces from that movie that I think about quite a bit. Um, right. I mean, like just, like a spoilers for Prometheus, a very old movie. <laughs> but like when that like giant ship thing like is starting to fall and like rolling towards them and they're trying yeah. to run away from it, like there's the whole like uh, pregnancy body horror yeah. stuff in that that is just like phenomenally well done um, yeah. and <laughs> it makes me very squeamish to think about. You know, like some of those things or like uh, oh, what's his that robot character like when he's yes, like David, yeah. cut it, yeah cut in half and he's like trying to talk like talk and like yeah gurgling and like yeah it's like these just like really strong images and i think if you can find ways to weave those things into your game i think it can still work as an alien game um i don't think you can take away their guns i think you have to have sort of the marines in there Uh um you know you still have to have some of those tropes in there but you could you could definitely tell a different story um it does sort of hinge on the monster design (laughs) a bit but Mm -hmm. yeah 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 i don't think i would i don't think i would be mad as long as it's really clear that this is uh, in universe, but telling a slightly different story. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, the not to go overboard with this, but you know, even like good old, you run into this even trying to do something un- unusual with D and D, for example. Because mm-hmm. I mean, that is admittedly of com- a complicated and very versatile engine, but it's an engine designed to tell a type of story mm-hmm. and. You know, it's not an engine designed to, I don't know, track uh, track a, a PCs running a, a shop, you know, and living a merchant's living a merchant's life and getting up to merchant shenanigans. Can you do it? Yes. If if people showed up to your table and you were like, okay, roll up your character. It needs to be a merchant, and we'll be staying in this town. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no monsters, you know. Uh, uh-huh. So anyway, I don't want to talk that. I, I don't, we don't need to uh, belabor this too much, but I did in reading through these stories uh, and thinking about, you know, what would I do at the next alien game? You know, I, it's not like there are stories that are just enjoyable 
to experience them again with modest changes. You know, when I, Mm -hmm. when I go to each new alien movie that comes out, it's not like I'm going in thinking they better do something really different with this movie. I mean, I'm going cause I liked that story that the alien setting tells Mm -hmm. and I want to see it again with maybe just like a slightly different paint job uh, over top. Right. Do you, you, you watch a fair number of horror movies, right? Like that's, that's not really a genre I'm super familiar with. Like the ones that I see are, I'll watch like one a year and it's usually like the one that gets some sort of mainstream acclaim. And like, you tell me like, yes, this is the one, (laughs) this is the one to watch. Yeah. I mean, my sense is that a lot of horror movies fall into similar tropes, um, like pretty repeatedly. Does that annoy you when you're watching a horror movie and you're like, oh, like I've seen this jump scare from somewhere else. You know, it doesn't annoy me. Yeah. I mean, I've seen, so I like zombie movies. I've watched most zombie movies and zombie shows out there. And, you know, there's vanishingly little that's new and innovative that's done in that genre. I, you know, since 28 Days Later invented fast moving zombies like 25 years ago, you know, nothing that we've been watching the same zombie story over and over and over and over again. And that doesn't bother me. I'm sure. I'm sure it would bother some people, but as a fan of the genre, mm-hmm. I'm here for those tropes that I see in that you see in every movie. Mm-hmm. So I guess my answer is no, it doesn't bother me, and maybe I should worry about this less. Yeah, I think so. Because so if your if your players are showing up to the table excited about Alien, like playing another Alien game, I don't think there's yeah there's a, I don't think there's a, it's not a mistake to give them more <laughs> more of that. Mm-hmm. right like i think there is a there it probably is a point at which it's like okay well we're not going to play the same game again you know like I've, I've structured this this story in three different ways maybe you know we don't we don't really need to play yeah play another one um yeah i do think you're at risk of starting to go against what the mechanics really allow you to do do well and then at that point it's like well i mean if you still want to play sci-fi horror then you know play uh mothership right like you know, mm-hmm. pick up pick yeah. up one of the other games um other games in that um, you know, in that world. Yeah. Cause it's, but I mean, I think like there is nothing wrong with enjoying the same sort of story again. And like, I mean, I've even, I think we've, it's been a while since we've talked about this, but you know, like I am somewhat an advocate of rerunning campaigns that you've, you've already run. Interesting. Before, right. Like, and right. Like just like we would read a book again, just like we would watch a movie again. I don't think there's any, anything wrong. And there's actually probably a lot of delight that could be had by playing the same adventure again. Right? And by that, do you yeah. mean, playing the same adventure versus running the same adventure running might be different i think playing would be trickier to do but i also like it's not something that is talked about that much i don't really see i don't understand why though right like again like just like you might pick up your favorite book and reread it like you know like why not why not experience those story beats again with a different character right let's let's take a minute and i want to talk explore this a little bit more because this is an idea I also, you will occasionally see a mention of it mm-hmm. or like, uh, you know, the, the ways I've seen this mentioned are when I'm reading a campaign or something and it's like, and you can shuffle the, who the, the big bad guy secret identity to something else. If mm-hmm. the players want to rerun it. And I, I read that and I always think like, who would, who would ever do that? I don't like, you know, I could see myself running this multiple times for different mm-hmm. people but I have never, I've never really even heard of people playing the same adventure mm-hmm. 
I guess with the exception of like a really sandboxy type setting where it's like very kind of kind of procedurally generated or randomly generated that that is a different thing but you know would you play in curse of strahd a second time mm-hmm. i mean there's there's mechanics in that specifically to let you do it by randomizing some of the mm-hmm. artifacts and stuff that the pcs need and where they can be found and things but uh i don't know i'm yeah. i'm intrigued like yeah i think so like curse of strahd is a good one and the thing that i was thinking about is the um that one shot variation of it that I've, that I've run before the uh, Strahd must die tonight. Some, mm-hmm. Something along those lines. Right. And that is, it's, you specifically sort of show up at the castle and you have three hours to kill Strahd. Right. I'm like, so yeah. the, you know, you, you change out like, so curse of Strahd, you like, you draw cards from, from like a tarot deck basically. Right. And like that determines where, where certain things are laid out inside the castle. Right. I think if you play the actual campaign, those can be laid out in different locations and stuff. But this this one, you know, gives you sort of a, a hack of it where you can like just say like, yes, just put them inside the castle. Like put the like the like the sun sword. There's like a few of the artifacts in there and like one of the NPCs. They just have to be in the castle somewhere, but you still sort of randomize it. And the thought behind that one, that that game really is that it becomes your yearly Halloween game that you mm. play with play with your friends, right? So it's like everybody knows like, oh, we're gonna go kill Strahd tonight you know, you're probably sitting around in costumes or whatever. And this is sort of like a, a thing that's going on in the background, much like you might put on, you know, army of darkness or like the Halloween yep. movie or something like that in the background while you're, while you're hanging out with friends. And like the, the point of it is not necessarily like, Oh, I'm really experiencing this for the first time. It's like, it's the experience of it the second time. Like, Oh, like you can anticipate stuff that's happening or like, Oh, that, that small thing changed. Right. Or like, you know, like you can oh, think about yeah. it for the full year of like, Oh, like, you know, this year I'm going to come with this sort of character because I really want to try this thing against, you know, Strahd, like those sorts of things. And it, it just, it feels like an experience that is somewhat lacking in, in tabletop games. And I don't, I don't 100% understand why. I know there's certain people that never rewatch movies, but whatever. Right. But like, this is something that I think could be really fun if you approach it in a specific way. Well, the way you just pitched Strahd sounds so fun and appealing. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. how delightful you run the same thing again and you switch the details around so you can't mm-hmm. just beeline to the solution yeah. and be done with it. But it's, I, I, I understand a lot of the reasons why, but it is interesting how very, very different the RPG experiences with regards to repeating content compared mm-hmm. to like video games, which many of them, you know, spring directly out of the RPG experience. You know, when yeah. you play Dark Souls, yeah, not only are you going to go through the exact same section of castle 25 times in a row? It does not diminish your enjoyment to know that there's a pressure plate trap here. And there's Mm -hmm. a monster behind that corner over there. that's going to jump out. That is part of the thrill of those games is, you know, acquiring kind of a mastery by understanding where all the stuff is and making your way through it. And that's true of everything from like, you know, dark souls to quake to, you know, every video game. Right. So, I mean, I do kind of get it in a RPG, tabletop RPG. There's there's a lot of kind of filler and social time that is harder. It's harder to know what to do with that part of the experience that's mm-hmm. different from like a video game. But it does seem like repeating or replaying content shouldn't be as weird sounding as I think most people would say that it is. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's... Right. And like, again, one of the reasons we all play these games is because it's sort of fun to see what happens on your different die rolls. 
Yeah. Right. And like, those aren't going to be the same. Right. So like, even if you had, you, you min maxed it, you know, exactly where you're going to go. You're going to be line straight to Strahd or, you know, whatever, um, as you're playing it, it's like the, the individual moments in that game are going to be different, um, regardless. Right. So like, maybe you need to not play, uh, like a war gamey version, you know, a war gamey version, like, you know, D and D might not be the exact right fit because, you know, you can sort of like min max your way and like figure that out. But I mean, like the story beats are going to change, right? Like it's like, oh, this year, right? Like I tried to do the same thing I did last year and it went catastrophically poorly, right? And then we had to reroute around, you know, some somewhere else in the, the castle and stuff. And I think like if you have a solid group of friends and, you know, a game group that plays uh, that you can get together for a few years running, I think that could be like a, just a delightful thing yeah. to do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think I think it probably lends itself well to one shots or like short ver- short games. Yeah. Um, maybe not for like long campaigns, but even even then, right? Like, I think you could you could make a case for it. There is a different type of experience from a long campaign, which is to see how small changes you make at the beginning of it mm-hmm. branch you, it carry you down a radically different branch of this campaign to a really different ending point. I was going to say, you know, one, one thinking about video games, you know, one challenge that RPGs have is, you know, when you play through a Mario level for the seventh or eighth time, you know, what's coming. You're not surprised by anything. So that part of the experience is gone, but the main part of the experience, the, the skill exerting skill to beat the challenge is still there. So you mm-hmm. might know that there's a pit you have to time your jump over exactly, but you still have to do it. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think with like with an RPG, a tabletop game, it's a little harder to do that and have it feel compelling. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I think there's more of a tendency of like, well, we know there's a pit trap there, so we're just going to walk around the pit trap. In a video game, you still have to like master the timing of the jump over the trap, right? So you wouldn't want, you know, I the stereotype version of it would be you know you just announce to the gm everything you're doing to perfectly execute the dungeon level and Mm -hmm. that's it Uh, yeah yeah and i think there's i think that's not fun right like there's but there is somewhere in between full full knowledge of everything and not knowing anything that can be fun and probably you'd need to fine-tune it a little bit but i mean i think it'd be like yeah it's like i mean you could even do like a, a persistent dungeon too it's like oh we're coming back to this and like oh remember last year we activated that pit trap like the pit's there now yeah what are we going to do like we managed to activate it but get across before you know fully failed it's like i I don't know like i keep thinking i think about well indiana jones right like if indiana (laughs) jones went back to like you know the the temple (laughs) what what would it look like after he's gone through it right like it's like okay is this still an interesting space did someone go back and reset the traps right like all those yeah yeah can i just say my least favorite trope of all of those Indiana Jones site movie, I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it when the dungeon collapses like as soon as they leave it. Because yes. I, because that's I want to like, go back in there and ex- explore it, like figure it out. After. Yes. Like go back in uh, more methodically when the Nazis aren't chasing you. And uh, yeah. oh yes, yeah, you just got to wait for the Nazis to stop chasing you. That just never, <laughs> seems, never see, quite it, seems to happen for poor Indy. <laughs> that's right. It really. Really is a problem for certain uh, for uh, certain action <laughs> heroes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, all right. Well, Andy, we have failed to roll a topic, although I think we ended up talking about lots of lots of cool stuff there. Yeah. Um, but we should we should wrap it up unless you have do you have any any other final like questions or, or thoughts about? I don't think so. Andy? Except that if you're listening and you have replayed something, mm-hmm. I would really truly like to hear about it. So please send us yeah. an email about it. 
Yeah, I would too. Um, I am, I'm pretty fascinated with this for lots of like, you know, life reasons. You know, I don't have, have the sort of gaming group right now where I could, could try that, but that is like one of my things where, um, yeah, I would love to try to replay something with the same group. I've run the same thing for multiple groups, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, I think playing. Yeah. Playing same here. One. Yeah. Okay. All okay. right. Well, I think that does it for us. Um, yeah. So we'll be back. Um, yeah. In a couple of weeks with another, another episode. Um, we'll try to keep the, the con talk to a minimum, although it is, it is, uh, it is taking up a lot of our brain space these days, yes. <laughs> getting things scheduled. Um, yeah. So I think that's, I think that about does it for us. Um, we are Roll for Topic. We're part of the Roll for It Media Podcasting Network. Um, our sister show, The Splat Book with John Corey and Kyle Latino is amazing. Um, I listened to a couple of their episodes recently. Um, yeah. It's just, it, I just really like how thoughtful they are. They had um, last time Kyle was out. So John did a recap episode about a playthrough of Alice is missing that they had, um, they'd mm-hmm. done with uh, their gaming group. And it, it sounded like it just an absolute delight. And that's, that's a game I for sure need to try. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, unfortunately not super conducive. It sounds like to, to a con setting, but yeah, the sort of game, which would be great to just sort of play around on couches and stuff with your friends. But, um, yeah, so go give that a listen. You can find them at thesplatbook.com or, you know, in, in your, your podcast players of choice. But I think that does it for us. Indeed it does. Cool. All right. Well, I've been Chris Osman. I've been Andy Rao. And remember, if your players are having fun, you're a great GM.